All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Up Before You podcast with me, Connor Warman. I want to thank you all for taking the time today to listen to this show, taking the time out of your daily busy life to listen to my voice and whoever I choose to have on this show. Got some exciting news today. We have officially launched our Up Before You coffee line. I know, exciting. We have launched our first line, our first roast, I should say, which is a light roast, and we will be continuing to add to that line as we go. I want to let you guys know you can find that on upbeforeyou.com. Click on the coffee tab. It's right there. It's ready for you. I ask that if you guys do try it out, if you order it, one, thank you for doing so, but two, give me your honest feedback. You know where to find me, Instagram. Some of you might have my phone number. Go ahead and give me a text call. But yeah, just let me know what you think. I'm always down for the feedback. I love the feedback, good or bad, as you know, with this show. And so yeah, give it a shot and let me know what you think. Also want to remind you guys, please to go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating, a five-star rating and a review if you feel so inclined to, if you have been a long-time listener. If not, don't worry about it. Feel it out. Listen to me. Listen to the guests. See what you think and make the decision for yourself. If you do like the show, you go ahead and share us on social media. We are very active on Instagram. We are active on Facebook. We are kind of active on Twitter, but you can find all of those as up before you won, at up before you won. So if you guys feel so inclined to do that, the feedback, the support, everything, guys, means a lot to me. It's like a family to me. A lot of you have been listening since the beginning. You've seen how we've changed and grown over the years. So thanks a lot for all the support, guys. All right. Today, I bring Carolyn Purcell onto the show. Carolyn is an experienced project manager at a Fortune 500 company who resides in Nashville, Tennessee. Prior to moving to Nashville, she spent 13 years serving as an engineer and management consultant in the Washington, D.C. area. She is passionate about her faith, family and friends, fitness, travel, and all things health and wellness. She recently obtained her CrossFit Level 2 certification and is in the process of pursuing her Precision Nutrition Level 1 certification. I met Carolyn last August at the first ever Diesel Day event, and we have been good friends ever since. We even went through the first ever second Diesel Day event together this past January. This conversation was a lot of fun, and Carolyn and I dive into a variety of topics, such as overcoming fear of failure, the value of failure, learning and growing as you go through this journey of life, the impact she wants to leave behind, and so much more. As always, I truly hope that you enjoy this conversation. And now... Let's get on with the show. Hi, Carolyn. How's it going? Hey, Connor. It's going well. Good. How is your weekend? It's going well. Uh, I did a wellness seminar this weekend and did some shopping for a trip to Texas coming up. So, What is like wellness is such a general word. What does that mean? Oh, um, so my chiropractor's office had... Um, a seminar on like building your immunity yesterday. Oh, and so, gotcha. yeah, they just talking about supplements, making sure you get enough sleep, exercise, water, all, all of the things you can do to make your body, um, you know, have a stronger immune system. All of the now highly controversial things that shouldn't be controversial at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Basically how to, how to proactively, you make sure that your body can can fight you know disease and viruses and all of that okay carolyn we have a vaccine for that you don't need to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding. i know i just think it's funny how that's become such a hot topic like for no reason yeah like if you bring up wellness and immunity and like natural immunity you're like you get labeled as something right off the bat right it's funny yep it is very funny <clears throat> anyway that's as far as i'll go with that <laughs> yeah so Carolyn, let's start off. How can you just talk about, I know this, but can you just talk about like how you and I met in the first place? Yeah. So we met in August of 2020, I think, um, at, or maybe it was July, 2020. I can't remember. It was, when. August. Diesel, was it? Okay. Diesel day one. Um, and yeah, we both did the first diesel day together. Um, and I was super impressed by all of, by you, especially being the youngest there. Um, and <laughs> by a lot, you know, by, by a, a lot. lot and doing really well and kind of like 
you know, not being um, shy to to kind of go toe to toe with Dusty for a little bit too. Mm. So um, yeah, that was cool. Good old Dusty. And, yeah. But yeah, that's how we met, uh, Diesel Day One. That's funny because it seems like so long ago. <clears throat> I guess it was now, but it kind of wasn't. Like so much has happened since then. I know. It's just funny. I don't know. Like I know it's only been ago. yeah, it's like, only been a little over a year. But I feel like the last two years have been like just this slow roll. Like a lot of things have happened in a very short period of time, so it makes it feel like you know. Yeah. Like it was a long time ago. And I guess like, whether you like it or not, like life's kind of changed for a lot of people. So yeah, it's like also that makes it different. Weird. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that was, that was like middle of the pandemic. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't before it, it was in the middle of it. That's right. Yeah. Cause it started like February, March March of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That was, yeah, that was, that was a great trip. Cause that was refreshing. Cause it wasn't a thing where we were it, that weekend. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it was one of the reasons that, that it was one of many reasons that I wanted to do it because I was like, man, I haven't left my house in so long. And I mean, other than like to see my family or go to the grocery store or something like that. And, uh, it was nice to just be outside and be with people that kind of had, shared values and um interests and yeah and it was a beautiful place to be outside too and yeah so we'll get back to that we'll talk about that in depth that kind of event and stuff that was a lot of fun but let's take it back tell me a little bit about yourself where you're from kind of like that kind of stuff growing up what you do yep yep so i grew up in maryland Uh, i was born in annapolis and then grew up in um a city called Prince Frederick, which is about 50 miles outside of Washington, D.C. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a small farming community, actually, when my family moved there. It was like a, a one-stop light town kind of place, um, even though it wasn't, wasn't that far outside of the city. And then um, it's very different now. It built up a lot more um but yeah and I so did you know elementary through high school there and then uh went to college at University of Maryland um studied mechanical engineering and uh yeah I feel like I've said too much (laughs) (laughs) University of Maryland where is that in Maryland that is in College Park, Maryland. That is um, not that far outside of Washington D.C. So, Aren't like, they in very the Big Ten now. Urban, yeah, super it's weird. So weird makes no sense. Yeah, very weird. It's they the whole time I was there, they were in the ACC, and it was a really big deal. So when I was there, um, we the the basketball team men's basketball team won the national championship Mm. and um they i think for the two years before they won the championship they um i want to say they got to the final four uh and then but for sure like the sweet 16 in the tournament and it was just a really big deal because we'd always been part of the acc so there were these like rivalries between Maryland and Duke and Maryland and UNC and uh and then shortly after I graduated they moved to the Big Ten and it's it's just the strangest thing to me I just don't understand it like (laughs) yeah them and Rutgers that made no sense but right yeah it it had to be like a money thing or something yeah definitely so then you said you studied mechanical engineering is that what you is that what you like do now I don't even know what that means. Like what the yeah. hell do you do? I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I studied that, um, probably my second or third year into studying it, I realized it probably wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, what is it? But I what, like, what, what are you is doing? it? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Okay. So it's a, so it's, a, so it's not what I do now. Um, so mechanical engineering is a pretty broad field. Like I have, 
uh, classmates that work for um, companies that develop medical devices, um, class classmates that do like, I don't know, stuff with like military aircraft, that sort of thing. Um, so it, it, it's a wide range. I'll tell you what I did as a mechanical engineer. Okay. Um, because it is a pretty That sounds broad more exciting. Field. Yeah. So I, when I graduated, I went to work for um, the Department of the Navy and I worked um, with a group uh, that did propulsion and power work. So I worked on um, helping to troubleshoot issues with aircraft engines um, for the Navy and Marine Corps. Um, I specifically worked on the t-58 engine which goes in um this helicopter called h-46 you've probably seen it. it's like a dual rotored helicopter okay um so it's uh i think they've retired it now at, at least they've retired it for the navy i believe um but uh, yeah and i i helped troubleshoot issues with the um it was called the GE F414. That's the engine that um, went in the um, F18 Hornet. Mm. And I know, very weird. Right? <laughs> so it's like, it's like uh, <laughs> most people are like, uh, this is really boring. But it was actually super cool. Um, I worked for that organization for a little under five years. Um, it was like right at the beginning of uh it was right after september 11th so we had gone into iraq and um and then uh, after i started that job my brother went into the marine corps gosh i want to say like eight months later or something like that and the helicopter that um i helped support was like what did his insert and extract for a lot of his deployments so Mm. it was cool it felt really purposeful um at the time and i there was like a um uh like a catapult launch um right behind the building where i worked where aircraft mostly like f-18s would practice launching um before they you know just like to practice before they uh, went out on the aircraft so that's cool. Anyway. Yeah. No, that's yeah. really cool, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, what would you go after that? Like, what do you do now? Yeah. So after that, I have a very interesting and uh, uh, sort of uh, non-linear career, I guess. But that's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cooler than linear. Right. Linear careers uh, yeah. are boring. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think it took me a while to to maybe grow up a little bit and and also kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And what do you mean grow I, up? What does that mean? Ooh, uh, well, I don't really feel grown up actually, and mm. I don't know that I ever want to grow up. In like, why sense. would you want? Like, that's the dumbest thing when people say <laughs> yeah. grow up. I'm like, you get younger. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I want to be like mature and make be able to make uh mature respectable decisions Mm. and all of that but like I think I I always want to be a child at heart like I'm very yeah I I agree maturity is overrated to an extent like if you lose if you lose your ability to like be a little like childish sometimes like that's it life's over right (laughs) like I don't know I know. I mean, I growing up in the DC area, you know, um, and it was a a great place to grow up. But um, peop, a lot of people there take themselves really seriously, and I did for a long time, and still can. But I just realized that, you know, I I think one of the things that brings me joy is kind of having that childlike wonder and um curiosity and just trying different things and meeting different people and so that's sort of the um kind of the the approach that i've taken on life i think yeah um and that's a great way to put it like why do why do you why do people take themselves so seriously like 
at the end of the day, like, why are you taking yourself so seriously? Right. Like, like you can't be like a total idiot and like not have your shit <laughs> together. But like, I don't know. Right. Like when people like beat themselves up over like little mistakes and stuff, like at the end of the day, like it, not, it really doesn't matter. Like you're here for this like blink of an eye of time. Like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter at all. You know, yeah. and like that just leads to stress and then people get depressed and all these things. It's just like a bad road to go down mm-hmm. because everyone's so serious all the time. Yeah, That's I agree. Crazy. I agree. Um, like, oh, going back to your question. Um, so after uh, I left that first job, I went to work for like a big four consulting company. I did management and business consulting, um, mostly for the military and federal government uh i helped like it it, and that every time i talk about consulting people that don't people that don't work in consulting are like what are you talking about this makes no sense but some examples of the types of things i did were um uh, like implement process improvements in different companies um so like i helped uh I, I helped uh, implement a, a, like a more efficient payroll process for one government organization and um, helped uh, another government organization improve the way that they process security mm. clearances, stuff like that. So who consults um, the government on how to pay off debt? Oh, good question. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know, but no that one. would, <laughs> that would be a good, a good thing to do. So no, no, you're fine. So I I did that for about eight years. I worked for a big four consulting firm and then like a consulting firm that's like a boutique one that some friends of mine opened. Um, And then I moved to Atlanta in 2013. Um, Departure, I just, I wanted to leave DC and I felt like I wanted to do something different and something more meaningful. And I actually went to work for um, a Christian non- profit. Uh, I was a project manager for um, international humanitarian projects that they did overseas. I did that for like 18 months and then moved to Nashville um, uh, like six years ago. I think I moved in 2015, um, which is where I live now. And I've worked as a project and program manager for a few big companies here. Um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, just applying the compilation of skills that I've, that I've uh, acquired over, over the years. But I, I, I really, I really enjoy Nashville. My quality of life here is um, better than it was in DC for sure. Mm. And, uh, and, and better than it was in Atlanta. And, I'm closer to my family too. So, um, yeah, just trying to like, I don't know, just, you know, contribute to, um, a better world, like through relationships and, um, through kind of stuff that I do in the community and, you know, continue to grow as a person and grow in faith and all of that. Yeah, you've done a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had coffee with a friend last weekend, and she was like, "It seems like you've done a lot in a short period of time." And I was like, "I don't. It's it does, but I, I don't always. You know, it's worked for me. But when I look at friends of mine that I graduated college with that do have kind of that more linear path, it's, um, you know, and they're like vice presidents of organizations. I'm like. I could be there. Like I could have done that, but it just, I don't know if I would have been happy doing that, you know? Just cause that would have like entailed being at one place the whole time or what? Uh, yeah, I, I think because, um, so is your question, is your question why? How would you get there? Yeah. Point. How would I get there? Like, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. have done all these different things. Is what right. It like. Right. I wouldn't have done all the different things 
for sure. And, you know, I think that um, some of the hopping around I've done is, you know, I ask myself sometimes like, oh, am I non-committal or am I, you know, what's, why doesn't my path look like the, the, the kind of more linear path that like a lot of our parents had and, and, you know, others have, but I think, uh, I don't know. I think the curious part of me just wanted to experience different things and Mm -hmm. wanted to have the opportunity to travel and meet different people and, and kind of through that grow as a person in a way that I'm not sure that I could have just staying in one place. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. Cause I guess you have to be okay with sacrificing that or what you think, like you see your friends doing. In order yeah. To do what makes you happy. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. switching gears. Cause all this work stuff's giving me a headache. Yeah, sorry, Connor. I didn't mean to talk this much about work. (laughs) How did you get into CrossFit? When did you find that? Mm -hmm. So I was um, initially, I was initially, uh, I initially heard about CrossFit. um, First off, what were you doing before CrossFit in terms of fitness and stuff? Yeah, uh, I was doing, so right before I was doing, um, uh, like boot camps, and I would uh, run, I would do a lot of running and stuff like that on my own, but primarily boot camps. Um, and through the boot camp I was doing, um, that's that's how I wound up starting CrossFit because one of my gotcha. one of my boot, boot camp instructors had previously owned a CrossFit gym in California, and he, when he moved to Atlanta. Uh, he was coaching our boot camp, and so a lot of the stuff that he put in there was very CrossFit. It was CrossFit without the Olympic lifts, and gotcha. yeah. Um, and then, and then the other boot camp instructor, um, she and her husband went to college with um, a guy who wound up eventually going to the games, and so um, kind of between the two of them that was how I like really started CrossFit. I re- I originally heard about it in like 2000, 2008, 2009, um, when I was living in the DC area, <laughs> I will never forget my roommates. One of my roommates friends had just started it and she came to dinner with us one night and was trying to get us to, to like come to her gym, but she was, just a very obtuse and dogmatic person. And I remember, I remember being like, yeah, I'm not working out with you. (laughs) I just like, I mean, I didn't say that to her, but I was just like, oh yeah, I'm glad that's working out for you. But I just like, didn't, you know, I wasn't really interested in, in uh, joining her. So, um, so yeah, so I, I didn't. And then, you know, fast forward, years later when I'm living in Atlanta and, uh, and, you know, my two boot camp coaches are, um, you know, writing these workouts. And I was like, I love this. And, uh, you know, would like ask them for more programming. And they were like, well, you know, like you might actually like CrossFit and that, you know, we kind of, I kind of started to go down this path of like, I would do boot camp with them in the morning. And then one of those instructors um and i would do like a second workout at the end of the day um or like in the afternoon um with like a cross we'd just like pull a workout off a crossfit website or something um and then her friend competed at regionals for the first time um in atlanta like i think the next month and we went to watch him and i was like I love this. Like, I love these people. I like this community. And I mean, I, I still can't do all of a lot of the things that they can do, but, um, I just, uh, I don't know. I love, uh, challenging that they, I love how supportive the community is and how encouraging it is to challenge yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And I just like, I like moving and moving well. And I think, 
you know, CrossFit, a good CrossFit gym teaches you to do that. So. Yeah. And when was that when you got involved in it? What year was that? That was 2015, 2016. Okay. So not that long Somewhere ago. In there. Yeah. Not that long ago. Gotcha. Cool. And so you, you started in Atlanta and then when you mm-hmm. went to Nashville, what gym do you go to in Nashville? So I currently go to CrossFit East Nashville. Um, okay. I've been to a few gyms here, um, just kind of depending on what part of the city I've worked in. Um, but I've been at CrossFit East Nashville since May. Um, uh, I was I was a member at CrossFit Wilco up until I think like May 2020. Um, like the whole pandemic thing changed my schedule of like what part of the city I was in and gotcha. when and where. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's uh this is there's a great a really strong crossfit community here in nashville and uh, a lot of good coaches that's awesome when i was there in 2017 for regionals oh you were we went yeah i went there yeah oh really yeah (laughs) i probably saw you then yeah somewhere um we went to one in the city it was like a dungeon like oh yeah you know what i'm talking about it was crossfit music city Yeah, yeah that's what it was it yeah. was cool, but like, like it was like a basement, like a concrete, unfinished yep. basement. It was like a dungeon. Yeah, that, that's a great gym. Um, and it just like I, kept going. Like, yeah, really weird. Just, yeah. Kind of scary. Yeah, it, it was definitely different. Um, they actually just moved to a new facility. I want to say they moved, they moved sometime over the summer. Um, but I started going there earlier this year um, for physical therapy for my shoulder. My physical therapist was, um, like worked out of that gym Mm. and, uh, yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that, that was a really cool space that they had. That's funny. Um, and you've done your L1, right? Yes. So I did my L1 in 2017 and then I actually just did my L2. Um, yeah. When did I get that? What month is this? So I think I got it in oh i think i got it in august of 2021 um yeah i i uh i won um from uh the big fish fundraiser i won a Uh, like a basically a crossfit certification and i was like well i i i was doing the prerequisites because i wanted to take my l2 um and then when i won that i was like okay i'll i'll take my l2 Um, and I actually met a girl who's become a really good friend. Who's trying to get me to, um, to coach for her gym and maybe do some nutrition coaching for her. So, yeah. So we're in the process of talking about that and, uh, in Nashville. Nashville, Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the, the coaching, it's funny, like the coaching CrossFit piece, I think I would love, but I'm really intimidated buy it especially with the gym I go to because so many people are so good mm. and and I'm still like I still don't have great butterfly pull-ups I still don't like have a muscle up so those are things that you know I don't know that you necessarily have to have to coach but uh, I think it's a, ideal too so yeah I mean I, I don't think you know I don't think you do that's just my opinion. I don't think you like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that you, that should worry you like not being yeah. able to do that. I mean, I could see why you'd be intimidated by that, but I think that's just the, I don't think anybody really, I don't think that's a big factor in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's thanks. That's helpful to hear. I, I just listened to a podcast yesterday. Um, and this woman was talking about a, her coach, um, how she was able to explain to her how to do a muscle up without ever actually doing it. Mm. Like she, she learned to do it without her coach ever demonstrating to her how to do it. And I thought, well, <laughs> if I never get a muscle up, but I choose to coach, that'd be a good, you know, yeah. I just have to learn, learn how to be more effective with my words. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's about teaching. Right. And like a part of teaching is showing, but you mm-hmm. can teach someone how to do something without showing it. There are ways to do that. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So it's not all about like, and it's, I don't think a CrossFit coach should ever be about your ability in the gym. I think that's stupid. Like 
people who think that like games athletes make great coaches that couldn't be more wrong in my opinion right like, just because you're good at crossfit doesn't mean you can teach people how to do crossfit at all right That's, usually games yeah. athletes make the worst coaches too right. <laughs> yeah there's probably a, a patience a, an impatience there i with some people i would think so. yeah and there's a lot of it's like relating to people mm-hmm. if you're the best of the best you're gonna have a hard time relating to someone who comes in and doesn't know how to do anything has been sitting for their whole life like can't move like you're gonna have a hard time relating to them like i see myself doing that sometimes where i have a hard time relating to people that aren't like me something mm-hmm. you just kind of learn from experience like not everybody is you you know right. and like so like at a higher level not like me but like a games person like it is hard like and for me like i can't relate to someone who's 45 and whatever has three kids like right you, know, you kind of just learn that and learn how to like learn people i guess you gotta like learn about people learn about like their lifestyle and kind of like how they think about life because like the reason they come to the gym isn't the same reason i come to the gym and that's something you learn over time right it's hard at first yeah that's a really good point i mean yeah that's a great point um I, i have a friend that comes and works out and she said to me recently like i'm never gonna have uh you know a six pack or i'm not uh, you know i'm never gonna do like a muscle up which i know that that sounds really negative not but with that attitude is, you're not right this is what she's <laughs> telling me but but you know but she's like but i do this because like i want long-term health mm. and i just thought it was such a a good reminder of i think that's where the majority of the population is you know like hey i i just want to be able to to age well and to run around with my kids or run around with my grandkids or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, not everything's about going fast and doing the most of the whatever, you know, right. Like some of it, some of it for some people is just getting in there. And like the fact that you're there is like good enough. Right. You know, like whatever 100%. happens, happens. And yeah, like I want to get better, but like the fact that I'm here and doing it is like enough for me because yeah. it's better than the alternative. Yeah. And that gets lost, especially when people, when you start to bring the games in and that's what people kind of see, mm-hmm. you see like, that's, I think that that is kind of what can scare people away a little bit. I think that is, they are guilty of that. Not on purpose. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's got like a dual purpose, right? Like it, it can helps be for intimidating, sure. but it, it's also like inspiring at the same time. Which is stupid. Cause like if you don't watch the NBA and think like <laughs> I'm not gonna play basketball because I'm not as good as these people, right? That's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, why? So why do we think that? In right. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great time. point. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, let's fast forward. Let's talk about Diesel Day. First off, let's talk okay. about how you found out about it. What made you want to do it? And then like, kind of your thoughts. Sorry, <laughs> your thoughts okay. going into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was listening to a podcast um, in 2020, I don't remember what month, like spring of 2020, like when all of the, you know, when all of the CrossFit drama stuff oh, was yeah. going on. Okay. And I, I was listening to a podcast that Tommy Marquez um, was hosting and he mentioned uh he mentioned a podcast that tosh did called grandstanding and mm. i was like oh like and he, i don't remember what he said about it but whatever it was i was like oh, i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna go check that out and listen to it and uh and i did and i really liked what tosh had to say and i was like who is this guy and i started mm. following him on instagram and like googled him and I was like, oh, he was a Marine. My brother was a Marine and, you know, have a lot of respect for that community. And um, uh, I, so because I had started following Tosh on Instagram, I saw the posting for Diesel Day Mm. when it came up. And I was like, what, what is this? Like 24 hour event, like you get to go to Colorado. you know, there's a lot of like unknowns going into it. And it reminded me of 
training that, that a lot of the types of training that my brother went through in the Marine Corps and would mm. tell me about. And I just remember thinking like, that sounds really fun. Like I, I remember my brother coming back and telling me about stuff he did and thinking like, I'm kind of jealous. Like I'm sitting behind a desk and you're getting to do all these cool things. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. So I just thought, well, like I haven't, like everyone else hadn't left my house in a while, had really wanted to like take a trip somewhere. And I was curious, I was just curious how, how it would go for me. And I thought anyone that would, was signing up for it was probably someone that, you know, they were probably the type of people that I would enjoy being around. So yeah, I kind of just decided to sign up and do it. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's how I got there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of similar to me. Like just kind of saw it on Instagram and had followed Tasha a little bit to that point. Not really like, yeah, did you know who he was? I, I had done a podcast with him. Okay. Like November, December of the year before. So 2019, end of 2019. Okay. Um, but like, didn't really, besides that, like just had followed him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like saw it and I was like, oh, like this, I like stuff like this. Like I had never got done 24 hours before, but I was like, I like stuff like this and it'd yeah. be a good way to kind of like get into something like that. And yeah, pretty much the same thing as you just like signed up and yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into and, but like, who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> just jump in and let's go. <laughs> right. Same. I mean, I, I was definitely kind of intimidated going into that event. Um, I was more intimidated when I realized I was the only girl oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it was great. I mean, like, um, there, and of course, you know, in reflection after the event, you can find all these things of like, oh, I should have pushed harder here or done better here, but, um, but yeah, I really liked it and, you know, I'm still in touch with a lot of people that we did that first event with. Yeah, um, I think I, I stay in touch and I pretty much talk to every single person that was there. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I think I do. Like, I can't think of one person I don't or haven't talked to. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm in touch with not everyone, but, but most of them. Um, and, you know, it's just... Um, there is something, something that I was always like really in awe of and appreciated, um, with working for the military, but then also like, um, sort of being proxy to my brother's experience in the military is the depth of friendship that is forged through adversity adversity and suffering yeah and uh and just like you know the level of friendship that that my brother had with his teammates and the guys that he deployed with um I I always was like kind of jealous of not jealous like of my brother but you know like of that of that experience because it's um I don't think I don't think you find that those sorts of friendships outside of you know a few specific communities um or groups of people that are are experiencing adversity together and there's something i think really special about that so um uh, you know on a much smaller level i you know i sort of felt that um with the group that we went through and um in diesel day one yeah no for sure um, yeah, it was just, it was cool. Cause like when I was telling people about it before I went, I was like, yeah, I'm going to this. And like, they're like, what is it? And I was like, I don't know. Where is it? I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. In Colorado. Right. right. <laughs> like, going to Colorado. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> but it never bothered me. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I know like Tosh is a good guy. Like it's going to be great. Like, but it was just funny because people were like, so you're going and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know all these things. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That was pretty much, I didn't, I actually didn't tell that many people. Like I, I told my brother, he was like the one person that I had really like 
told everything to just because I knew he would like understand and be supportive. And then other people, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just like going to Colorado for the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's about it. I think, I think I like tried to explain to my parents what it was and they're like, yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard to say like, I'm going to Colorado for the weekend because most people ask why. What are you doing right. there? And then you're like, oh, right. Okay, well, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's cool. And like, it's just a cool experience for me. It's like a very significant experience because it got me here. Yeah. Like, it's the, yeah, reason, for I'm, you, it's the reason I'm here right now. Like, so. Yeah, for you, that was like a, uh, you know, kind of shaped and formed kind of this whole past year. Yeah, which is wild. So, right? but yeah. It was yeah. Wild, but. Awesome. Yeah. So like, what, what were you thinking afterwards? How did it impact you? Like what kind of changes did it make in thinking and just how you lived and how you thought like, after mm-hmm. that? yeah. Um, I think a few things. So the whole, um, checking in with the left hand piece of it. Um, and I don't know how much I'm really allowed to say so but um uh i i do sort of regularly check in with Mm -hmm. that and like as as a an issue or some sort of adversity comes up whether it be work or whether it be uh you know like i'm stressing about a relationship or something that um that i shouldn't be or not that I shouldn't be, but, you know, that I'm maybe um, making a bigger deal of than it is. Um, And I, I also walked away just realizing that I um, place, have placed and place, um, these limits or expectations on myself that sometimes are unfair or like I, I will, um, just kind of count myself out without giving myself a chance, if that makes sense. Um, and that's something that I, I think have been, been trying to work through the last, you know, couple of years. Uh, I mean, I think it's an, an ongoing process, but just realizing when there, when there's a new challenge and you're nervous about it, or you don't think you can do it, like it's okay to try and fail or it's okay to try and, you know, maybe not meet your expectation the first time out. And, um, you know, with that event, I was proud that I, that, that I completed it. I mean, my goal going into it was <laughs> like, don't fall asleep. Don't, <laughs> don't like fall out. Like yeah. don't, especially cause being the only girl I was like, I mean, I remember, I remember talking to uh, Portillo it was like right before we started. And he said, I'm really interested to see how you're going to do. I've never, he's like, I've been through a lot of things like this and I've never um, been through something like this with a girl. He's like, I'm just really interested to see how you're going to do. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm interested too. <laughs> you know? yeah, so, yeah. so, it's even more funny. Like, like if you know him, like right. the, just to hear him like say that in your head, that's hilarious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, it was, it was cool. And like at the end he was like, you know, like you, you really impressed me. And I was like, well, that, that means a lot to me coming from you, like, like him, a Marine and, and like all the stuff that I know he's been through. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was proud that I got through it. I was proud that I, I, I think, you know, like all of us, there's some places in the event where I thought, um, man, I'm so glad I did X, Y, or Z, or I'm so glad I, I, you know, hit the number that I wanted to hit or something like that. And then there are other places where I think my, um, like insecurities and, um, 
and I don't know if fear is the right word, but you know, insecurities, I guess, got the, got the best of me where I thought, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I can do this, or I'm not sure it, like, if I, if I like push this particular part of the event, um, what that's going to do to me. And so, you know, there, there were some lessons learned in there for me of, um, you know, just again, like be willing to take on the challenge, not, and, and be okay if the outcome isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be, but at least you tried, like, at least you put yourself out there and, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I want to dig into that failure piece you talked about earlier. Yeah. So like, first off, why do you think you're so scared to fail? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, Cause it's a normal thing. Right. It is a normal thing. Um, I think I am wired kind of a perfectionist and um which is interesting to say because i'm not really perfect at anything but it's just like right (laughs) right but it's just you know it's it's just a like a mindset right and uh and i don't i don't know have you ever read um carol dweck's book mindset it's called mindset no i have not yeah you should read it. it. It's really good. And I think you would like it. Um, I'm writing it down. Yeah. Uh, so I read that book um, maybe two or three years ago. A guy that I worked for recommended it to all of our staff, not just to me. Um, and it's all about, you know, kind of like the fixed and growth mindset. Gotcha. And which you're familiar with that, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so reading the book, it was like this whole new world to me in the Mm -hmm. sense that I was like, oh my gosh, I've lived most of my life in a fixed mindset. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. know there was this thing called the growth mindset. And, uh, and so I, I think a little bit of, of that, of this idea that, um, you know, Hey, like I'm, I'm good at the things I'm good at and I'm not good at the things that I'm mm. not good at, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't, um, I, you know, I try not to have that perspective on things now. Um, but I will say like, I'm, my brain is sort of wired that way a little bit. Um, so I think a little bit of that, that fixed mindset piece and the perfectionistic piece, um, make it, uh, make me have to remind myself that, Hey, you might fail at this, but it's okay. You should still try it anyway. Mm, Um, and, and I think, I think too, there's a, like a vulnerability piece in there, like, a. um, uh, I mean, like to be willing to fail is, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, especially if you're going to be failing in front of other people in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a vulnerability in that, that, um, you know, I think you have to have the, the courage to, um, to step into. Yeah. The whole failure thing is interesting because it's like, we, we live in a world of like a lot of people who are failures but people don't want to, it's not cool to show it. Like, like the whole social media world, like people are afraid to show their shortcomings, which I like, it doesn't it's like everything has to be perfect, but like the people that make fun of you for failing are like the biggest failures in my opinion out there. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, cause everybody, you see everything on Instagram, everything's perfect. Everybody's highlights. And, but when you see somebody's like failure and they admit it and they're like, Hey, like, this is what happened like or whatever and like that's like super cool mm-hmm. and then like the people who hate on that like are i think they're like the biggest failures ever like if you're afraid to be vulnerable and stuff like that and a little humble like humble yourself like i don't know it's just not just that's right. a failure in itself right there 
like that's yeah. such a big part of like you said growing growing quote growing up you know growing it's like is failure like you can't succeed without failing right so you're setting yourself up for failure right off the bat by either one hiding that or never putting yourself out there and going mm-hmm. for it yeah i agree and and you're right that it is it's very much linked to humility and um like having the willingness to do that i think you have to be humble and in um in sort of not not knowing the outcome but being okay with that yeah um because it is scary like you get used to it after a while yeah yeah (laughs) but like yeah it's scary like yeah it's not it's definitely not good to like go out and fail everything you do like then you have to go and like think like have a talk with yourself and be like okay like am i doing things that i can't like do all the time like you have to be somewhat realistic realistic expectations but yeah you know, it's a part of it and it has to be a part of it if you want to do anything great you have to fail like there's no way around that or else you'll just be yeah. good it'll be good or okay or average forever yeah totally i i i like to listen to biographies and you know interviews um with folks that talk about, you know, kind of how they got to where they're at. And, um, you know, a really common theme among very successful people is their willingness to fail, like almost, almost a, um, like an excitement around failing because they know on the other end of failure are like these great Mm. lessons learned that they can apply. And it's just, so interesting to me because I'm like, man, that just isn't that like I, that is sort of the mindset that I hope to instill in like my nephews and and other younger kids around me because that, um, that wasn't really the mindset that I had growing up, but I, I see, I see the benefit in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, the long-term benefit, but the benefit also just like personal growth and humility and vulnerability, yeah. all those things we're talking about. Yeah. And like the actual act of failing is only really like half of it because it's more about what you do after that yeah. matters. Cause if you just like fail and that's it, like you don't learn from it or you don't take anything from it, then it's just a waste. But like for yeah. me, like, like Elon Musk, good example like steve jobs good example like some of the smartest people in the like ever best some of the greatest innovators ever and like they were failing all the time like look at steve jobs in the beginning like half the stuff he did like didn't work out right (laughs) just yeah same with elon musk like a lot of the stuff they do they'll put himself out there and like they'll fail the whatever they're doing like the the test or whatever and like he doesn't phase him like people yeah the media come after him his critics come after him doesn't phase him because he's just got that mindset like okay like a failure is just information mm-hmm. it's just data to go back and do it better the next time like you learn right and like if, right. if you have that mindset if you have that growth mindset then you're gonna do that you're gonna do exactly that if you have that fixed mindset then you're just gonna whatever you're gonna get sad and you're gonna be like well i'm a failure. <laughs> yeah. and like then you're gonna not want to do it again but right oh. yeah yeah i agree um yeah it's there's a are you familiar with the it's called the man in the arena by teddy roosevelt yeah i was actually gonna say that earlier but i yeah i don't i don't know the quote so i can't i know i know i don't i don't remember i don't i don't like have it memorized either but that it just like came to mind and in this part of the conversation and and um and I love that because, you know, kind of going back to the person who is the critic of someone who is in the arena and struggling or, um, you know, or, or maybe failing and um, just the, the difference in, um, in like that person's perspective on life versus mm-hmm. the person who's, who's actually in the arena taking on the challenge. So. Yeah. And that always says more about that person than it does the person in the arena anyway. Like if, mm-hmm. you're gonna, if you're gonna stand there and criticize someone who's trying something, like that says way more about you than it does about them. Like even if that person's miserably failing, 
yeah. to the worst degree. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's way more about you and the way you look at things and the way your own insecurities than it does that person, in my right. opinion. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to hit you with some hard hitters here and make you think a All little right. bit. Okay. So, <laughs> so when you think about, like, your life and whatever, like, what kind of impact do you think you want to leave when life's over? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I want, gosh, I want people to say, the people that knew me well, um, to say that uh, I loved well and that I, um, you know, was was there for them when they needed it. And in terms of like a listening ear or a helping hand or something like that. Um, and I want people to uh, know that I was a person of faith that I, you know, didn't do everything perfect, but that I, you know, love Jesus and, um, and that, uh, you know, that, that I tried to live my life for him and, um, that I tried to love others the way that he would, hmm. which I know is super broad, but like, yeah, I am in, I don't know. I just want to be like a good, a good human, a good neighbor. And, um, I don't know. I know I get, I get asked the, like when for job interviews and stuff like that, the whole, like, where do you want to be in five years? And obviously I can't really give the answer I just gave for that, but, um, (laughs) but I, I really just in everything that I do, I, I just, I want to do whatever the task is before me to the best of my ability and to love others well along the way. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of simple, but. <laughs> yeah, no. So it sounds like you want to be someone who people looked at as someone who loved and was there for other people. That's awesome. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> And that's cool because, like, I don't know, a lot of times people think that, that that question and the answer to that question has to be big and broad and stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, like, what more can you ask for out of somebody? Yeah, I – yeah, I think that's a good point. I – life has presented me with so many things that I didn't expect um, in terms of, you know, opportunities and relationships and stuff like that that I – that I feel like I've come to a point where I, that I don't, that my best laid plan isn't necessarily God's plan <laughs> that, you know, that, that, yeah. that things often look different than I expect. So I don't, I, I, I don't, I am a planner, but I don't plan my life as much as I once did, mm-hmm. I think I live a lot more day to day and in, in the moment. moment. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, like one of the things for me, like every day I go into it and I'm like, you know, I want to impact the people around me. Like I want to make everybody I have a kind of encounter with smile in some way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a right. big one. Like, you know, like if, even if you're having the worst of the worst days and for some reason you run into me, like, and I can make you smile, that's pretty even if I don't even ever know about it, like yeah, I did or had that impact. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, oh. definitely. I, um, my sister-in-law sent me a video of my nephew who I have three nephews and my young, the youngest is eight months and mm-hmm. he just has this belly laugh that is just so sweet. And so like, he's just always, um, he's always got a smile on his face and when he laughs 
it's just like mm. the most carefree belly laugh, you know? <laughs> and, and I was watching the video just thinking, man, like if everyone could go through life that way, like if everyone, if, if that was how we all were. And I think it was like a little bit of a, you know, not can I'll use the word conviction. I don't know if that's the right word, but to me of like, Hey, am I, because like I said, I, I tend to take myself seriously too seriously sometimes and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm watching this video of him and I'm like, man, am I, am I living life with that kind of joy? And am mm, I like belly yeah. laughing in that way? Yeah. Because I think that that's, you know, if we're not, um, and, and not every moment is like a joyous moment. I, I'm, I totally get that, but, um, you know, I mean, I think that's part of what life's about is to really find joy, even in the things that are hard. Yeah. So, yeah, no. And yeah, make someone laugh. That's even, that's even better. Yeah. Whether you're laughing <laughs> with me or against me, like whatever, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so last thing here, what do you got? Like future plans, some goals, ambitions, what do you got? Yeah. Um, how, so you, how old are you again? Oh gosh, you're going to say this on the you podcast. Have, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I, uh, like 28, so right? Yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> uh no i'm so i'm 42 okay um and which is like still hard for me to believe like time has passed so quickly um but uh yeah the goals so i'm considering the this half marathon in montana with jordan who we did okay. Day yep. with. um i have not committed to that yet Wait, is it just a half marathon or is there a full marathon option? Um, there might be a full marathon. I think option, you should run the but... full. I don't see. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you should run the half. I think you should. No, run no. The half. Okay, here, here's why. <laughs> here's, here's why I'm not doing that. <laughs> that is at altitude. I do not have the opportunity to train at altitude. <laughs> it's not. It's Montana. I know, but it is. Isn't it like? I don't know. I, would have to I don't check know. That. I, I don't what think the elevation so. Is. I I looked at the elevation when Jordan sent it to me, and I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely not Tennessee. Like, okay. Fair <laughs> so, enough. Um, it's like twenty then, feet higher. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and I so I've done two marathons, and um, the it's the the let the amount of training that goes into it and the amount of time it takes away from me doing other things like CrossFit. Like I just, I'm like, I, I'm okay to run and to train running again, but I also still want to be like, I want to have the time to still lift and do CrossFit and all gotcha. that stuff. Um, so <laughs> anyway, like all of that for something I might do. I haven't decided <laughs> if I'm going to do it yet. Um, and uh, I, I'm waiting to see if there's going to be another diesel day, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I did talk to Athena about potentially doing one with her again. Um, uh, and then I'd like to try to get a muscle up. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I know it's possible. I just have to work on mm -hmm. form stuff so um but other than that like not no big things i i'm in the i'm in the process of getting my precision nutrition level one okay and doing some part-time nutrition coaching with that friend um from my level two um so hopefully i don't know if that'll happen before the end of this year but hopefully early next year um yeah those are kind of the the outside of work goals on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that's all like physical. Do you have any like mental professional kind of things? Oh yeah. Good question. Um, so I just started a new role at work. And so ideally by, um, by end of this year, I want to be like a, 
kind of more of a leader on the new team that I'm on. And, um, and then what else? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should have, I should have more than that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, continuing to invest in the Bible study that I'm in currently and, um, you know, gr- just grow in faith day by day, which I, I hate how generic and unspecific that sounds, especially as, as like, you know, we, we're in a, a community of people that like to measure and analyze things, but um, I don't know. I should uh, probably... Should yeah. probably sit down and do like a goal setting session and <laughs> that's all right put some, i put, put you on some the specificity spot. around this so. i put you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> what are your do you have some specific goals um let's see i'm about to try and break the 24-hour murph record that's a what is goal. that just as many times as you can do it in 24 hours oh wow so are you like so are you practicing like yeah. yeah, like have you done Murph for twenty four hours already? No, no, no. Okay. Like, it's gonna be like a one and done. Like do it. And oh, break the record okay. And call it. A, call it a day. Yeah. And so, how are you like doing Murph on a regular basis? I was doing it a lot, and then it started to break down a little bit. So now I'm kind of in like the I don't know what you call tapering kind of thing, where I'm like, all right, I'm ready mm-hmm. to do it. I'm ready to just get like, cause I'm done. I'm done with this type of training. Like it hasn't just been Murph. It's been like other longer kind of challenges and stuff yeah. where I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't keep doing this to myself all the time. Like just all this like weighted stuff, like whatever it's been, like did a weighted marathon the other weekend, like stuff like that to like, you did like, a full marathon. Yeah. Like two. With was, like the, the, with the, the, yeah. So, wow. So like, it's been stuff like that to like piece it together and like, okay, get my mind more so my mind. Cause I know my body, like I, you're going to break down over 24 hours doing that many reps so like people like uh-huh. are trying to tell me to train more and more and more and I'm like no like it's more about my head and what I can pull myself through mentally versus yeah. physically because everything that hurts gonna hurt physically like it's gonna hurt like that's whatever mm-hmm. so like I'm at the point sorry long story story I'm at the point where I'm like all yeah. right I'm gonna do this in like two weeks one and done like one day go at it and that's it okay and sorry i'm like i'm just so curious so where do you know where you're gonna do it um yeah most likely at the gym okay yeah okay gotcha yeah and like will will people be able to like come in and yeah do part with yeah you that'd be yeah that would be nice so okay that's cool yeah thanks yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> I mean, that is really cool it's uh uh yeah i'm I'll have to, I'm taking a little break from social media right yeah, now. Yeah, I remember you told me I'll, that. Yeah, but I'll have to it's check like, in yeah. and see. Yeah, I'll let you know when I'm going to do it. So. Yeah, I want to I wanna. But watch. yeah, I guess that's a, that's a goal, so. Cool. Yeah, but Carolyn, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. I'm happy we like finally got to do this. Yeah, thanks, Connor. Thanks yeah. for having me, yeah. and uh, you gave me some things to think about. I that's appreciate good. it. Yeah, if I can make yeah. you think, that's good, too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Carolyn.